This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose. Now it's time for the financial outlook for personal investors. And I'm delighted to say that Leif Kalaf, who's head of investment analysis at AJ Bell, uh, joins me as we discuss the world of investment, looking at it from a UK perspective. And I think, first of all, though, you want to talk perhaps generally about, about bonds, um, which has been one of the most amazing bull markets for some considerable time. But I suppose for many private investors, perhaps not the most exciting thing to contemplate. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's a fairly rarefied um, area of the investment world, but it is quite important because it's a huge bedrock of borrowing to companies uh, and and also governments, of course. Uh, And this week, we've seen some pretty big price movements uh, in the bond market, uh, particularly the the market for UK government bonds. And the the 10-year government bond yield, the gilt yield, and this is kind of a benchmark yield that everybody looks at, um, has kind of rocketed in the last few weeks. It's, it's gone through 1%, and it's now trading about 1.1%. Now, that, that doesn't sound very much, particularly if you remember before the financial crisis when the yield on this thing was about 5%, and, you know, it's been you know, double digits in the past. Um, but um, I think it's it's the speed at which we've got to where we're at. So if you look back at the last two months, about two months ago, it was trading at half a percent. It's now gone up to 1%. Um, and it's also the potential direction of travel and what that might mean for bonds, because obviously, you know, there's, there's still a lot of road ahead. If, you know, if we're going back up to, you know, yields being at 5%, that's potentially quite a, quite a lot of pain for bond investors because yields move in the opposite direction to prices. Of so course. that presumably means that bonds have actually halved in value. Uh, it doesn't quite mean that, no. Quite, so it's no. it's not quite that bad, thankfully. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that would that would be absolutely terrible. But um, it depends on the, it depends on the uh, the particular bond that you're invested in, basically how long dated it is. So the longer dated your bond is, the more the interest rates right. uh, will affect you. So to give Which you why thing, I never went into fixed interest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. no me too. Me too. But <laughs> to to give you an idea of what's happened so far, so. So bond yields getting to where they are so far this year, the typical gilt fund has fallen by around 8% to give you an idea of what that means and what that might mean if interest rates go to kind of 2%, 2% or beyond. So 8% again, doesn't sound like very much, does it? If you're a stock market investor, you probably see that all the time. But again, the thing is people, people invest in, um, in bonds because, they see them as safe assets. So, and, and pension funds and insurance companies are obliged to invest in bonds. Pretty much, yeah. Regulations kind of really do, do encourage them to do that. Um, so, so, yeah, a lot of the liabilities are, are, are determined by bonds as well. And they've been the big buyers along with the Bank of England. But obviously what's happening at the moment is that we're seeing a huge energy price crunch, and that's that's really stoking inflation fears. You know, gas prices, we've seen what's happening with those. Oil prices also on the rise. And because bonds pay a fixed income stream to you, um, inflation is the absolute arch enemy of bonds because that thing, fixed income stream is eroded 
by by inflation and also inflation means the central banks are more likely to put interest rates up and if i'm able suddenly to get five percent interest rates on cash i mean it's not happening anytime soon but let's just suppose that might happen in some possible world but if i got five percent interest rates on 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 cash then i'm certainly not going to take a one percent yield from the government bond and so interest rates have an effect as well and obviously We've got this, the interest rate meetings coming up in November, the Bank of England and the, the US Fed. And there is suspicion that that might be the sort of um, the, the sort of starting bell for the tightening cycle. Intriguing. And uh, for companies as well, it's interesting. We, savers obviously are concerned about interest rates, but for companies, if they're getting a decent return on cash, they're unlikely to start trying to invest it in their own business or less likely. Well, yeah, that that's true, and and actually, the the, the I mean, the benchmark government bond is really it's an impo- hugely important rate in financial markets because it essentially gives you an idea of what the risk free rate is. So, if you're mm. lending money to the US or to the UK, it's seen as risk free. Now, you might say that there are risks involved, but it's seen as risk free, and everything else is basically priced off that. Uh, and so corporate borrowing rates are also priced off, 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 off government bonds. So if bond yields are rising, that probably means that co- corporate borrowing costs are going to be rising too. Um, and that obviously puts a, a break on, um, you know, on, on economic growth, on, on, mm. on companies and, and consumers, you know, propensity to borrow money and invest it and spend it. And so that's why central banks have been really reluctant over all these years to raise interest rates, because they know that could potentially choke off economic growth. And, you know, they're very reluctant to do that. OK, um, let's take a quick breather. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Simon Rose. I'm in conversation with Leith Calaf, Head of Investment Analysis at AJ Bell. Uh, We're talking about the financial outlook for personal investors. as we pointed out, I mean, for, for many private investors, guilts are not necessarily the, the thing they they uh, have at the forefront of their mind, but they always um, are interested in retailers. And you want to talk about Tesco, uh, which is a company most of us at least have some experience of, if not yep. uh, it, from an investment point of view. Absolutely, yep, yep. So, um, yeah, we've had results, at, um, ha- uh, half year results from, from Tesco this week, and it was quite significant because... Um, there's a pretty sensational set of numbers, really. I mean, I don't think, you know, as an investor, you, you could really kind of ask for more from what Tesco delivered. So, you know, it's sales were up, costs were down, you know, profits were growing and, and also being upgraded for the future as well. And it's also it's also paid off, um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of its debt. And, you know, on the day, share, share, the share price rose 7%, which shows you what the market reaction was to it to that I, I think one of the impressive things about the results were that they are comparative with the six months last year during lockdown which doesn't sound like a particularly hard comparative but remember this is the point at which we were all stockpiling toilet roll and all sorts of things uh, and so the, the kind of figures from last year that Tesco is now having to beat is are quite demanding and yet and yet yet and yet yet it's done that um, and it's also unveiled a uh, 
a 500 million pound share buyback plan, um, which you know is a return of, of, of money to investors. And because they're doing share buyback rather than rather than dividends, it kind of suggests that 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 they think that the, sh the share price is is, is undervalued. Um, and you might you might well say that because um, you know kind of actually over the last year it's fallen behind Morrison's and Sainsbury's, mm. um, where we've seen kind of a, 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 a takeover of haven't we for Morrison's and a yes. speculation of a takeover for Sainsbury's and, and Tesco's kind of fallen behind. Um, so I guess that was possibly the only thing that was missing from the announcement was you know there's a great big takeover bid coming and you know someone's going to pay the shareholders yes. a load of cash. Intriguing to see as well, they seem to have coped rather better with the shortages of lorry drivers and problems with supply chains. It's quite interesting to see a few commentators say, you know, why have other companies not managed to do this in the way that Tesco did, you know, as, as well as the government? But the company have had plenty of warnings of problems with su supply chains. And yet, um, I, mean, I was reading Tesco using rail more than they have done before, for instance. Um, yeah, I, th I think, um, yeah, you're, you're right. and it, it, They do seem to have come out um, smelling of roses on that front. I think there's probably a couple of things that, that, that are behind that. The first is that, you know, in terms of kind of UK groceries, Tesco is the big beast in the market. Um, so, you know, the, it's got the it's got the scale to command, you know, supply chains. And, you know, if if, if you know, if you've got a, you know, a lot of customers clawing for attention, it's Tesco that's, that's going to get that. Yes. Also, around it's probably around five years ago. Um, what uh, uh, um, one of the things that kind of Dave Lewis did was reset um, their their relations with suppliers because they were very bad. There were lots of lots of people's suppliers complaining about Tesco, kind of really pushing them to the brink in terms of you know the margins that they were making on it and there was a big reset at tesco so perhaps that is also helping now too and that has kind of set the ground for um you know for um you know a a, a, a kind of better supply chain um you know within what is the biggest supermarket in the uk um, from an investment point of view people have been saying for many years that there are just simply too many supermarket chains in the UK, that it's too crowded a playing field. We've had, of course, Lidden and Aldi making massive inroads to the more established chains. Is that still the case? We haven't really lost a big retailer for a long time. Um, no, no, we haven't. And I mean, there is, there, I mean, there is inevitably a, a certain amount of demand for what what supermarkets provide. It's never going to grow very much mm. because there's only a limit to how much how much the population grows and how much we eat. So it's not a huge growth sector, uh, which is why I guess the, the you know the kind of the earnings are relatively stable and and you know then there's not much growth in them but and there's not much margin in them mm. but actually they don't they're not going to suddenly fall off a cliff you you wouldn't think. Um, you know, in terms of whether there are too many players in the market, I think probably from that, that I think that problem, that narrative probably came from when Aldi and Lidl came along, because actually that really tore up yes. the, the the profit margins of the, the big players. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I suspect that that's, that's why people were saying that, that, that there's too, too many. I mean, from a consumer point of view, it's been great because it's yes, actually yes. led to lower prices, you know. So it's, it's kind of probably the big investors and the, the big supermarkets themselves who, who, who thought that that, that was the case. Um, you know, like I say, there's a certain size of a pie. As a, from the consumer point of view, it doesn't really matter how many companies 
are are engaged in providing that from a shareholder point of view it does you probably like to be one of the larger players within that and of course of course tesco is which probably makes it you know much more immune to a takeover because you need about 20 20 billion pounds is what the market cap is and 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 so you need at least that to to come in and swoop for tesco whereas you know morrison the offer was seven billion pounds Thank you very much indeed. I've been in conversation with Leif Kalef, who's Head of Investment Analysis at AJ Bell. Uh, We've been talking about the financial outlook for personal investors, and we'll be back with that at the same time next week. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.